family, the bedrock of society, an important influence to children that helps shape in their perspective of life as they grow up. It helps in building their confidence, shaping their beliefs, values, and more importantly, helps them to become what God has ordained them to be. The dynamics of the family circle cannot be overemphasized. It plays a key role in our social interactions as adults and as children. And because of its domino effect in our lives, we need to pay attention to it and be heavily invested in building a healthy, strong family with the goal of raising better children, building healthy relationships between spouses, but more importantly, in building a better society across all nations. Get ready to explore and learn with Pastor Fumi Alawale on the subject of family dynamics and its impact in our lives. Hello, good afternoon everyone. It's good to be back on Family Dynamics with Pastor Fumi. I believe you are enjoying your week and the, the family are doing well. Uh, we started a few weeks ago on intimacy in marriage. Uh, we've discussed intimacy as spiritual intimacy. And we're now on sexual intimacy, which is the physical intimacy. Uh, we've discovered that sex is part of what we are. Uh, that is because God made sex in the first instance. And the gift of sexual drive has been given by God. We discovered that. So we, we, come, we came to a conclusion last week that sex inside of marriage is not evil in the sight of God. And I want everybody to know that. It's not just for procreation. Okay, we have sex because we want children. It's for enjoyment for the couples. So today I believe that God is going to help us. And we know that. Within the confines of marriage, sex is one of the most beautiful gifts God created for everyone, for pleasure and enjoyment. It becomes evil when it is outside of marital life, ma ma outside of marriage. And it's something that has been designed by God to perfect the institution of marriage. So we discovered that in the last episode that it is not good for us to deny one another because the Bible is said we should not. So when you deny your husband as a woman or a man denying his wife, it's a sin against God. And also we came to a conclusion that as couples, there are things we can do to enhance marriage. I always believe if a woman runs away from sex, it must be that she's not enjoying it. And there's something that we can do to make sure that such a person can be helped and she can enjoy it just like God designed it. So today we're just going to go ahead. We, we started with some key things that we need to do, key, key factors that can enhance our sexual intimacy as husband and wife. And we'll just continue with that today. Hopefully, we are able to round up on that and then move to something else. So, we'll pray before we continue. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for another opportunity to, 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 for you to teach us and minister to us as husband and wife and anyone that is listening. We ask, oh God, that you will help us. That what you have given as a gift, 
will not be the source of pain in our homes in the name of Jesus. The wisdom to live in obedience to your word will receive of you. And we ask, oh God, that you help us to be submissive to the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. So we're just going to continue with things that we need to do to enhance our sexual intimacy. Um, first of all, I want to say that for, for men and women, our, we are different sexually. And a man, as it is, can be stimulated by one of his senses. And primarily there is the sight or touch. But a woman, a man just needs to see a woman, whether she's properly dressed or not properly dressed, or she's naked in front of him, he will be ready to go. So I always say, to, I joke with my husband that man is ever ready battery. But on the other hand, a woman may need all the five senses to be aroused. Touch, taste, hearing, sight, and smell. So all the senses are involved. So if the environment is dirty or is not good, a woman may not enjoy sex. If she's affected emotionally, maybe you've said so many bad things to her, you're the worst thing that could ever happen to me. If I regret the day I met you, or things like that, and you want her to have sex and enjoy it, you're only going to rape her. Because there's no way. Emotionally, she's damaged. And we said that we have to be careful how we talk to one another, the things we say to one another. Even when you're angry with your spouse, I'm not saying we won't offend each other. But when we offend each other and a person is angry, we can sort it out. We can allow the Spirit of God to take it over. The Bible says we should be quick to hear and slow to anger. So that's why it's important that we don't get angry and just say nasty things to ourselves. A lot of time people say words are like eggs. Once it's falling down and it's broken, there's no way you can take it back and get it the way it was. So when you keep saying bad things to yourself, it damages self image. He, he lowers the person's self-esteem. And if, if God does not help that person, the self-esteem may keep going down, 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 down. So that's why we have to look at ourselves knowing that this is a daughter of God and this is a son of God. With the way we talk to each other, so, so key. And somebody, one of my friends said, whatever you call out in a woman, you get. If you say she's evil, you begin to say evil. If you say she's good, you you know, each time I look at you or each time I think about you, you just make me happy. You begin to have joy. So the way you see your wife or the things you call out of your wife, so, so important. So as men, we need to be careful because a woman is affected by all the senses, touch and all the other things. So that's why foreplay is important. Maybe when we have the time, we'll talk about foreplay a bit. Foreplay is important to get a woman to where she wants to get to and for her to be able to enjoy sex. So when you're not enjoying sex, what are you doing that is not making your wife or your spouse to enjoy sex? Think about it. Check it out. Is it body odor? Because uh, smell is so, so important. So 
if you know you have a very strong body odor have a shower many times a day and use perfume use antiperspirant just 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 smell nice because once you come together and she could smell terrible smell she'll be turned off no matter what you do as a man she can't come back and so body odor is also very very key and i say to man a man is like electric light you switch it off bam it's on but a woman is like an iron you have to do a lot of things to get her into that place where she could actually enjoy it and as we see it a woman's passion has the ability to bond for a longer time and she's able to sustain it to the peak much longer than a man so those are the key things the differences and um, a man could attain orgasm once in a sexual act but a woman will sometimes if the man is able to do the needful attain multiple orgasm so and we see that for men sexual drives in a man collapses immediately after orgasm but for the woman is sustained for a while before she comes down so that's why as a man you don't need to just sleep off after you have made love with your wife you sleep off and leave her to just there hold on to her you know support her and give her all the necessary things that she needs so sex is not evil and god's plan is for us to enjoy sex because it's important just not for procreation alone but every other thing that makes a home what it should be and um, somebody said somebody that is satisfied sexually uh, we we be we be able to do the best that they can even in every aspect of life so but one thing that is key that i want to really really emphasize today is to learn to let go learn to let go and it's definite we will offend one another offenses will come bible said it but when there are offenses it should not end there and you know a lot of the laws most of or all the laws in the bible all the instructions that god has given us in the bible they are meant for our good if god is saying don't let the sun go down on your anger is for our good and i will encourage everybody every couple if you are christian you have the spirit of god you can do it make up your mind that before we go to bed we will pray together and if you have to pray together you can't pray when you are angry with one another so before prayer the issue that is on ground will be sorted out um when you when there is an offense i say i don't even want to talk about it again let it just stay there you put it under the carpet another offense come it goes under the carpet and it keeps coming 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 this small small offenses is what becomes a conflict so when there is a little offense sort it out and let it let bygone be bygone if somebody is the one that is on the wrong apologize and say i'm sorry i won't do that again and okay oh you misunderstood me that's not what i meant just sort it out don't let the sun go down on your anger the moment you allow the sun to go back go down on your anger you are not sleeping 
You can't sleep because you are angry with your husband or the man is angry with the wife. So you are lying down in bed, you're not sleeping. And one of the statistics has shown that one of the major causes of most of the medical problems that we see in life is as a result of unforgiveness. When we carry unforgiveness and we allow it, we allow its roots to grow and become root of bitterness in our lives. We will offend each other. And if we realize that, once you are married as husband and wife, you become one body. You are the same. You, are, you, are, you become one, one flesh. If you realize that you are one flesh, then it will be difficult for you to be fighting yourself. You know, medically, they said cancer is a particular, a particular group of organ or cells in the body. They feel that, oh, we are good, we are superior, and they begin to fight one another. And then when they start fighting one another, they end up destroying one another. And the same thing is unforgiveness. When we are not together as one, when we are not forgiven to one another, towards one another, we discover that it's so, so, it will affect our relationship. It will affect anything. A woman that is not happy will not ask for sex, will not even enjoy it, no matter what you do as a man. I know a man can be angry and still enjoy sex. That's the way they are made. But for women, it's not like that. So we need to resolve conflicts. <coughs> conflicts will happen. Because these are two different people from different backgrounds coming to marry each other. So we see things in different perspectives. And because we, we see things differently, the tendency is for us to act the way we want to act. So, but when we are able to say, okay, you know what? You spoke to me in a rude way. I'm not happy with it. And you say, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude, but maybe I was angry and I've, I've you know, just, just forgive one another. Jesus forgave us all of our sins. We offended him. We did so many bad things. The Bible says, why we were yet sinners? Why we were his enemies, Jesus made a choice to come and die for us. So if he can die for us, the kind of love that God expects a husband to have for his wife is that agape love that has been shared abroad in our hearts. And because that love is given to us, we have the power to love because the spirit of the Lord dwells on the inside of us. And so it's so important for us to know that we cannot behave like people of the world. We cannot behave like people that have not accepted Christ. So if you're a Christian, you cannot afford to keep malice. You cannot afford to fight each other. Instead, you can look for a way to sort out your differences. Don't bury offenses. When offenses are buried, maybe little offense here, little there, little here, you just keep putting it in under the carpet. A time comes that you can't bear it again. And at that time, it will be difficult for anybody, pastor, parent, to sort the problem out. And that's why it has to be sorted as quickly as it occurs. And when we do that, we see that we are able to enjoy our relationship and we are able to be what God wants us to do. And we see it's so, so important.
So forgiveness is key. So forgive one another. Let go offenses so that you can enjoy the gift that God has given unto us. Another important thing that I want to talk about is romance. Romance is very important. It is the antidote to mechanical sex. A lot of African men, most especially, maybe because of the way we have been brought up, they're not romantic. Romantic, you don't need romance, you don't need to spend money. You know, it's just doing something, you know, doing the common thing out of the box in a different way. You know, you want to give your wife a card on her birthday. You go and buy red petals, spread on the bed, put the card there, hide it somewhere, and put it in such a way that, you know, she, she starts seeing petals. And as she follows the petals, she can find it. So, 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 most of the time we think, oh, how do I have time for that? You need to create time for sex. Create time for one another. Because that is what we, who we are. When you create time for each other, it will go a long way to help us. And there, there are books on romance that can teach you what to do. There is a book called Romancing Your Wife and also Romancing Your Husband. I remember... I just feel that oh, it's the man's job to do it. I was going to say, why are you like a log of wood? Women, don't be like a log of wood. Do your own bit. If you don't know what to do, go and read books and learn about what you need to do. So romance is very important. And as I said, it's the antidote to mechanical sex. So if you want to enjoy sex or you want your wife to enjoy sex, please be romantic as a man. Don't just say... As, as it was in, in time immemorial, so it is today. So learn the art of seduction and arousal. Take initiative. There is a book written by Eddie Young. I, I think it's Ed Young. It is Creative Marriage. I will encourage every married couple to get that book. It's, it's, a, it's a good book. And also every married couple to read um, uh, the book, The Songs of Solomon. When you read The Songs of Solomon, you will know that God is happy when you're happy and is the one that puts sex in place. It's the one that ordained it. And there are things that you will read in Book of Solomon. You will think, oh, is this in the Bible? It's there because God created it. And before we round up, I want to say there are things you can do in the day. I remember those days when we got married, there were no phones. There were nothing. You just communicate by letters. In fact, I'm not sure we had email at the time. But when my husband is going to work, maybe I'm packing his food. I write a little note. I love you. Write something. Put it in the lunch box or put it in his pocket. He gets to work. He wants to pick his pen. The paper will come up and he will read it. But thank God there are a lot of ways. You can, you can send text messages. But one thing is, needful <laughs> when you're sending text message to your spouse be sure that it's his name you have picked so that you're not sending a sex message you say oh, i miss you i'm looking forward to a wonderful night tonight and you're sending it to a friend be careful be sure i'm selecting my husband and before we last as we round up be careful of pornography and fantasizing. It is very, very dangerous. A lot of people have been drawn into sin by pornography. 
they got married, they think, oh, we don't know what you we are doing. And let's, is, we are married now. Let's just watch and see whether this can teach us we can do. A lot of things they're doing in pornography is evil. And people do, they pretend to be doing something. So in the real life, it's not like that. So don't do pornography. Instead, allow the Spirit of God. He's your teacher, I will teach you. And you will, it's just exploring each other. Exploring each other's body. And as you, as you do that, you will be discovering different things that you can do to make yourself happy. I remember the story of a couple. They, they are Christians. They love God. They, they, they are, they are Christians. They're servants of God. And how they started, they just felt, we're not having good sex life. Can we just watch something? And they watch it together one day, two days. They keep watching until they feel it's helping them, even though it's helped them a bit. But at the end, when they decided, okay, we know what we're doing now. We need to just stop it. The wife stopped it, but the man kept going back in secret. He kept going back until the home was almost destroyed. His Christian life was affected. He could no longer pray. When he prays, he feels condemned, and he had to open up to his wife and that saying, this is what happened, and I need help. So please be careful of pornography and fantasizing is very, very dangerous. And read books. I said before, Intended for Pleasure is a good book. The Act of Marriage is a good book. Um, and it will go a long way to help us. So I think we need to stop here so that we don't overshoot our time. And I'm not boring to you. So please, sex is from God. And it's within the confines of marriage is not a sin. It becomes a sin when it is done outside of marriage. Even when you are engaged to be married, you have picked a date for marriage. Be careful not to allow the devil to put you in sin. Because when you do it, whether it's a day to your wedding or two weeks to your wedding, it's still a sin against God. And such sin will haunt you. And we need to be careful. And the Lord will help us. In the name of Jesus. Keep enjoying your life. Keep basking in the love of God. And have a wonderful weekend. The Lord bless you and keep you strong in himself. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.